0: Welcome to Learned Lag, a podcast about yesterday's Learned League questions and answers. I'm George.
1: And I'm Amanda. George and I are both in Zephyr A. This is season 31 for George and season 27 for me.
0: This is the penultimate day of season 99. Indeed. The first question asks us, before Algeria became the largest country in Africa in 2011, what country was the largest country in Africa?
1: Uh, So I figured this had to be Sudan because Sudan... Uh, part of Sudan was carved out to be South Sudan around that time, as far as I know. Um, I'm not sure I would have, if I was asked to pick the date out of a lineup, um, I'm not sure 2011 is what I would pick for it. It seems (laughs) like longer ago than that, but um, that's the time dilation we live with these days. Um, But yeah, no other uh, reasonable, it, it had to be sort of like, you have a a country that has a certain amount of territory and then it has less such that the next largest country kind of ascends to the top spot. Um, But it's not, what's interesting is, you know, obviously the question has to be framed like this, even though it's not like Algeria did something to gain land. It's that the the top country lost land. And I, I wonder how, if people will all, you know, interpret that the way mm-hmm. that I immediately kind of did. Um, and so in any case, I figured this had to be Sudan because I knew that was pretty much the the country in Africa that was A, extremely large to start with, and then B, um, you know, was kind of split apart into two different entities um, for a variety of reasons. So I put down Sudan.
0: Uh, if For some reason, and... I mean, I was stationed in Egypt for a little while, but this was years before that. And Egypt is, uh, the the U.S. Embassy in Egypt is also the, I guess, essentially embassy for the Sudan. Mm. Or at least it was.
1: Okay.
0: uh, For Sudan, rather, not the Sudan. Um, And not like I ever dealt with that. But for some reason, uh, the partition of Sudan into Sudan and South Sudan really stuck in my mind. At that time, and for some reason, as soon as I saw 2011 and Mm -hmm. Africa, I was like, oh, this is going to be about Sudan. what (laughs) other country? Oh, yeah. What do you know?
1: Uh Like,
0: that's the thing that imprinted on my brain with Africa 2011. That was the partition of Sudan. Okay. So I immediately knew that. I did not know that it had changed the area rankings on the continent. (laughs) Um, But... That was, uh, that was what popped right into my head. I could not dissuade myself of it.
1: Well, luckily that was the correct answer. Uh, question two asks us um, uh, about uh, an experiment conducted by scientists in Peru trying to replicate uh, a, a sort of uh, implementation, let's say, <laughs> that was done in a 2015 film
0: specifically about potatoes yes and so that immediately made me think this is the Martian this is
1: mm-hmm. Matt
0: Damon trying to survive on potatoes for as long as he can to until uh, earth can send him a rescue mission right um, and I I kind of tried to dissuade myself of this again it was like 2015 is that sound right that seems kind of late I feel like that movie's older mm-hmm. than that but nah, I guess uh, eight years sure mm-hmm. yeah that would make sense um, could it be anything else like is there some (laughs) kind of like is there some kind of other plant related or tuber related movie that might have happened around that time and i just couldn't think of anything i think annihilation had to do with like alien plants but i never Uh, saw it uh so yeah i I guess i'll just say the martian Mm -hmm.
1: yeah i didn't even try to think of any other options for this one Um, Just because that's a very central part of the plot of, of, um, you know, Matt Damon's character's survival is by, um, you know, using all of the resources of that um, sort of base that they had Mm -hmm. set up in order to feed himself and and survive and um, just remind us all of the magnificence of the potato in providing human nutrition. Um, I also liked that uh the experiment referred to here is euphemistically described as, you know, potato plants or a medically sealed container fed by nutrient rich water, mm-hmm. which is, you know, not to say exactly where the nutrient richness of it comes from, especially in the film The Martian. Mm-hmm. Um and in the book I presume too. I, I haven't read oh, yeah. the book, but I, I yeah. figured it was as explicit um, mm-hmm. as that, so, um, but yes, this sounded exactly like it had to be, uh, the Martian because it's really the only movie I could think of that would have something like this as an element in it, mm-hmm. um, so prominently, and we've seen it. You know, yep. it was a fun one to yep. to watch. Thought it was uh, well done and interesting. So I put the Martian as well,
0: and that was correct. Question three <laughs> asks us for a triple hyphenate. <laughs> who is also number three on the Instagram Most followers, followers list. And curiously, it compares that to Steve Martin and Martin Short's and the social medias.
1: Right. Although <laughs> it's infinitely uh, more followers than Martin Short, <laughs> yeah. as he does not have an Instagram, apparently. Um, but it notes that this person has 700 times the followers of Steve Martin, which... Um, in a way surprises me and in a way does not. Um, But this had to be therefore their mutual co-star from Only Murders in the Building, Selena Gomez, who is uh, America's sweetheart, of course. And uh, I I didn't quite realize she was this prominent on social media. When I first started reading the question, I thought, oh, this will be about Chrissy Teigen, but she is not a singer per se. She's been a model Uh, Maybe an actress. I'm not sure. Um, Definitely a businesswoman, uh, but also like a cookbook author. So you'd think some different credits would have been listed if that was her as well. Um, And so I thought, yeah, this this must be, you know, then I got down to the the Steve Martin Martin short references, then knew that this had to be Selena Gomez. So I just put down her last name of Gomez.
0: Ditto. Ditto. Uh, I didn't even try thinking of others. As soon as I saw the comparison to Steve Martin and then Martin Short, I said, mm-hmm. this has got to be Selena Gomez. Yeah. Co-star on Only Murders in the Building. And, like, <laughs> not just that, but, like, the the weirdly thruple bond that they have formed <laughs> yeah. since then. Just, like, really, really just bizarrely, both in the show and in real life, uh-huh. uh, just out of nowhere, you know, this... Uh, former i believe disney channel actress and teen idol singer and mm-hmm. has just kind of settled in as the third person in the martin martin re- uh, romance
1: yeah it's like they're suddenly her co-adoptive uncles yeah. and um and part, of course part of her charm is her you know sort of appropriately adam's family-like deadpan delivery of you know her uh, comedic mm-hmm. you know uh acting and um, it it somehow works extremely well. Yeah. Um, we we've enjoyed all three seasons of yes, I believe so. uh, Omit B, as we like to call it, <laughs> and um, yeah, so kind of fun to see a question about uh, someone whose work we've enjoyed yep. quite and, a bit.
0: Yeah, I also just said Gomez.
1: Oh, to be yes. safe, right? And Selena Gomez was the correct answer, so that should work. Uh, question four asks us uh, what invention revolutionized candle making in 1830.
0: Some kind of hydrocarbon mixture. So the the three words that went through my head was tallow. No, tallow is like fat. Right. Wax. No, all candles are wax. Mm. What's the other? Paraffin. Paraffin? Yeah. Okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that paraffin is uh, petroleum-based. Uh, if not, like, Maybe not necessarily oil directly, but mm. it's something like like you know it's a it's a hydrocarbon rather than a fat. Okay, uh, which I guess is probably also a hydrocarbon, but true uh, more of an artificial one,
1: mm-hmm. uh,
0: as far as I know. And so yeah, I kind of thought about is paraffin almost two hundred years old? Seems like it's been around for a long time. Yeah,
1: mm-hmm.
0: was it you know is it used in candles? Absolutely. Uh, would it have is it colorless and odorless maybe uh, I feel like it is because mm-hmm. it's also used for like waterproofing things and sure, you know sure. if it had a color then everything that it's used on that would just become matte so probably it's you know roughly colorless clearish that kind of thing
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, odorless yeah as far as I can re- far as I can recall any paraffin candles that I've had were not uh, particularly stinky in and of themselves so yeah I'll go with paraffin. How the hell do I spell it? Is it one R, (laughs) two Fs? I think it's one R, two. Yeah, two R's would be paraffin. So yeah, we'll go with P-A-R-A-F-F-I-N, paraffin.
1: This one, you know, my brain just kind of stopped thinking once I got to wax because I figured, you know, if we're talking about other things are made of animal fat and that being tallow or, or even lard or something like that, I just thought, well, is this when someone just kind of figured out what wax is specifically and just made something that was purely uh, that, I guess, I don't know, versus the animal product version of it. I, you know, I kind of knew that the, I I, I guess I I wasn't sure that the term wax had been coined for that. Mm. I don't know. I, you know, I, we discussed how, As of today, I'm safe from relegation, so I guess senioritis gave (laughs) up. I I don't know. Um, But I kind of stopped short from getting more technical than wax. That's what I put down.
0: Reasonable. Mm. But it was paraffin or paraffin wax, specifically.
1: So in retrospect, I realized that part of the problem uh, is I don't think of paraffin as being used in this application, what I know it from is it's use in a food where you can put it in things like chocolate to keep it smoothly melted mm-hmm. um, as you're making candy and that kind of thing. I've seen it used in crafts for um, like you can wax your thread for beading. And I think some of that is paraffin wax. People use different preparations um, as, as far as I know, sometimes uh, beeswax, you know, sometimes other things um, like proprietary kinds of things. But, I just don't even think of its use in candles. Like, I don't associate that closely with candles as opposed to other, you know, um, functions of it, I guess. I don't know.
0: Fair. Question five asks us, what game, commonly referred to as R6S, is predominantly played by Jinx... (laughs) uh, by a high-value Scrabble name? (laughs)
1: Jinxie, I'm, I'm assuming it's uh, uh, pronounced that way, um, but I don't know because I don't watch any live streaming gamers on YouTube or wherever, so uh, I was left with the shorthand R6S and just had to think of like, do I know any video games that have lots of R's or lots of S's in them? I, you know, I, I don't know that many video games and uh, so I assume this is my three off the top question for uh, today. Um, I guess rocket league. Cause I know that that's one our kid plays mm-hmm. and it has an R in it and maybe there's something to do with that, but really just surely to have something to put in the answer box.
0: Uh, I knew that this was a rainbow six thing. Okay. Uh a originally a Tom Clancy series of books. I don't know whether he ever actually wrote them. Mm. Uh, they were just kind of under his banner uh, to sell more of them. Okay. Uh I know that he has not written the vast majority of them, mm. uh, especially since he died relatively early in the process. I
1: ah.
0: Um and I knew that it would become a very successful I believe first person shooter type video game. Okay. Uh, What I did not know was what the S stood for. Okay. Uh, So I just kind of thought, all right, what's a military-sounding word that would be awesome in a video game title? And I came up with Rainbow Six Strike.
1: Oh, okay.
0: And that's what I went with.
1: Unfortunately, it's uh, parenthetically Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Siege. Yeah. Which I've never heard of, so okay. Enjoy, everybody. I think I have.
0: I, I... I don't know whether there are a lot of different versions of Rainbow Six, but I I, mm. I did re- recognize that as one of them.
1: Okay. Okay. So, oh well. Indeed. There, so, you know, you live by the Gen X, you die by the yeah. Gen X sometimes. Uh, finally, question six asks us to name either of the people portrayed in a uh, 17th century work by Artemisia Gentileschi.
0: Judith Beheading Holofernes. Mm-hmm. This is like the third... Question about this painting, at least in, in my memory, in Main Rundles, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and the, I believe the first one was who painted Judith beheading Hall of Ferns and right. I completely whiffed that one, uh, but I will never forget that it is Remedia Genleschi again, and it is yeah. So my my only question on this one was okay, which I'm I'm ninety eight percent certain that I have these names correct. Which one am I very slightly more certain of? And I couldn't think I couldn't really bend either way on that. So I just went with Judith because as the primary actor in the painting, she should get top billing. Mm
1: -hmm. Well, and uh, I I was thinking about that as well, the same line of thought. And I I must give Learned League the credit of introducing me to uh, Gentileschi and her work in general Um, her life was a very notable one and, um, you know, many proto-feminist themes and, you know, born out of the trauma that she endured. Um, but one thing I heard recently, and I don't, I can't recall if this is true of Jenna portrait. This scene has been portrayed by many artists, Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, being sort of a, a biblical or, um you know, ancient times kind of uh, topic to portray. So uh, in many of them, there is also like a handmaiden who is helping her uh-huh. and assisting her. And I think that's the case in this iteration too, but she is not named. She's just kind of a person who is uh, assisting, you know, holding the bowl or whatever under, under uh-huh. Paloferni's head or something. Um, and so, I knew that Judith was the central focus of the picture. So that's who I was pretty much always going to put down. Um, Also easier to spell. So less chance of making a typo in uh, six letters versus 10 or -hmm. however many your fingers seem to think might be in there. Um, And so, yeah, that was my only debate on this one is to, to decide, Okay, I'm going to put down Judith because I definitely know. How to spell that and how to proofread it? Even mm-hmm.
0: the other woman is named Abra.
1: Abra, okay. Yeah.
0: But yes, the, the the answers we were getting, we are allowed is either Holofernes <laughs> or Judith, and I have no idea whether that's supposed to be like Holofernes or something like that. Either.
1: Yeah, I don't know the exact pronunciation, but who cares? Screw that guy. He deserved <laughs> getting his head cut off. So. No. Um, it, it he, he can. He can endure. Uh, in being dead these thousands of years being mispronounced as well. Yeah,
0: And it it is not, uh, I I briefly skimmed the Wikipedia article. Um, It is from the Bible, and it is not (laughs) a matter of settled uh, debate whether he was an actual person, whether he was the actual historical person known as, holoferns, uh, or whether it was all a, an allegory or a romana clef or something like that.
1: Hmm. So. Okay. Yep. So well, I had five. Nice.
0: Five and two thirds. <laughs> I,
1: I had, had a to... solidly four and <laughs> definitely not more, I don't think. I, I will be, I, I, I don't think I will get credit for wax, even though paraffin wax is an alternate correct answer. Mm -hmm. I don't think that's specific enough to this invention. Um, But who knows? Maybe someone will make the case for me. Uh, I'm not holding out much hope though. So I think I'm at four out of six and definitely three off the top for the video game one, I'm guessing. So Mm. maybe the paraffin one won't, uh, you know, be more of a science one, won't uh, take more than one or two off there or more than one, I should say. So, uh, here's hoping, but also, uh, luckily I don't have to care overly much. <laughs> um, so I, am, I am locked in for non-relegation and for pretty much staying in the middle of the pack, I'm pretty sure. It's, it's not like a climb into the green zone either, so um, I guess we'll see how tomorrow plays out, but I'm, I'm expecting to stay about the same.
0: Oh, wow. Game sport is the only category you are below the league average in. I know I did not realize I've that always been i think <laughs>
1: um yeah it's it's definitely the one to bet on for me yeah. uh it's you know that's one of my weakest points, and I don't know how to build it up because it's too it's very broad broad of a category very, very and broad. too deep as well, yeah there's too much to know, even just about like baseball, let's say, yeah, to really shore up my score or any of the major pro sports in North America or, you know, soccer or, you know, you could go on and on. Yeah. Um, Well, judging from the last
0: couple of seasons, it wouldn't be a bad idea to just kind of study, like, the top, (laughs) just get a list of, like, the top hundred Twitch streamers and read (laughs) a quick sentence about each one just so you have a little bit of knowledge. I'd swear there's been a couple of questions all over the place Oh yeah. the last few seasons. Like... Almost kind of uh, Thorson trying to catch up in an area that <laughs> you know, he hasn't historically touched that much.
1: Yeah. And that's understandable. You do yeah, want sure. to keep current with those things. and yep. um, you know, So it is just a question of how much time do I care to devote to right. um, cultivating those brain cells to get a few trivia points maybe someday. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I might... I might, too. It's one of those things where, like, for the traditional sports, at least I can put, you know, Deadspin or whatever on my RSS reader mm-hmm. and get a sense of some names and some trending stories and, and sure. stuff like that. I don't know what I would put on there for something like this. So
0: Yeah, I can't imagine either. Yeah.
1: Um, so, you know, just got to let it percolate in from... The zeitgeist, I guess. Yep. uh, To the extent it will do so. Yep.
0: Well, that's it for today. Tune in tomorrow for our last post game analysis of the season and the year.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Follow us at Learned Lag on Blue Sky. Can't imagine why you would. We've only got two (laughs) left, but go ahead. You know, maybe we'll keep uh, selling the cookies.
1: Sure. So, uh, and uh, remember don't forfeit, don't cheat.